Hey guys, welcome to the Movie Academic Podcast. We made it 20 episodes, Chadley. 20 episodes! Look at that. We're actually we're actually pulling through on something. Can you believe that? Most podcasts don't make it this far. <laughs> the only reason Nerdcore Meow made it this far is because Beaker gave us stuff. To keep free doing things. it. Things gave stuff. Free stuff. Free shirts, free microphones, free posters, free stuff. Well, we're not talking about that show today, <laughs> Chadley. That we are not. No, no, we got some good stuff today. Uh, got a couple movies coming your way. We got another Jimmy Bond movie. And we got this top five coming, so... Wait, what do you want to start off with here, Chadley? Let's, uh, let's start off with this Herbal Bosses. Herbal Hor- Bosses. Horrible Boss 2. Horrible Bosses 2. Now, of course, as I always do, before I watch this film, I decided to go read some some reviews. Mm-hmm. See, what people are, see what people are saying. Pretty, pretty negative response to this film. <laughs> Lots of people were uh, not really uppity on it. Some of my favorite were claiming the movie was sexist. Just so everyone knows, it's not. And the biggest complaint, oh, no. the biggest complaint, <laughs> the biggest complaint that I saw, like I saw it all over the place. It's like, why is this called Horrible Bosses Two? There's no bosses in it. And it's like, yo, that's why you hate this movie. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a sequel. And you're still following the same characters from Horrible Bosses One. What are they? What would they? What else would they call it? Hor- horrible business deal, is what oh, I would have called it. Horrible business. <laughs> uh, it's it's just easier. It's just easier to you know, fucking juice off the thing that's already made money. Manny. We got some. Uh, we got some bad performances in this movie. Um, Jason Bateman is terrible. Yeah, but he's not good, so that's <laughs> he's so bad. Uh, Jennifer Aniston, I could do without. You know who uh, was good though? Who's that? Christoph Waltz. Fucking, that's because Christoph Waltz is in everything. I'm so conflicted right now because uh, Christoph Waltz is in the new fucking Tim Burton movie, and while what? I'm fucking boycotting Tim Burton, I'm also very not boycotting Christoph Waltz. I'm confused. See, my hatred. I think my hatred of. Uh... Of Tim Burton out, outweighs my love of Christoph Waltz, you know. That's fair enough. That is fair enough. And I feel the same way. I, I probably won't see it, but I do love me some Christoph Waltz. I do love me. Do you think it'll be weird this year for Christoph Waltz not to win Best Supporting Actor at the Oscars? I think like he'll just be sitting in his chair, and when they call someone else's name, he'll be like, oh, weird. I've never not won this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Okay, so horrible bosses too. Um, first thing, first thing I want to say, uh, SNL not my bag, not my bag. Not a big fan of SNL. That being said, Sudeikis fucking stole the goddamn show in this movie. He's good, man. He's so good. He's so real. He like he's really fucking funny in this movie. Funnier than he was in the first movie. I thought as a trio, they weren't as funny in this movie. And and let's be honest, the funniest part of the first movie was Colin Farrell. Let's be real here. <laughs> yeah. So in this one, Colin Farrell is replaced by Chris Pine. 
Old Chris Pineski. He didn't really do much for me in this movie. He wasn't Old funny. Handsome before, Chris Club. <laughs> Old handsome. Is Christoph Waltz in the Handsome Chris Club? <laughs> Damn right he is. <laughs> okay, so basically, basically, what I want to say about this movie is that it was this far-fetched plot. It was kind of dumb, but overall, I laughed a lot watching this movie. It's mm. funny as it was funny as fuck. There was some amazing bits in this movie. Absolutely. Absolutely. The first bit, the first bit of the whole movie was a bad, bad bit where it's like him in the shower and Charlie Day's jerking him off. I was like, ugh, is this going to be like what every bit's like? Ugh. But it totally wasn't. They, they picked up their bit game. Sure did. I liked I liked the bit about I liked the bit about Predator where they're like trying to discuss whether or not they like Predator. <laughs> Yeah. One uh, of my fa- there's a few that were really funny. I'm trying to remember them right now, but one of my favorite parts of the entire movie, and I don't know why, but just this is just my kind of humor is when they're parked in front of that train as it's going by and Charlie Day is just like, I need to get out and pee and then somebody's like, No, we don't we don't have time to do that and then Jason Jason Sudeikis just looks at the tree the, the train and just goes, A lot of freight. A lot of freight. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> a lot of freight. Yeah. It's just like it's like my kind of humor, and that's what I like so much about this movie. It was it was very much my kind of humor. We did have the return of Jamie Foxx as well, who was fantastic. Oh yeah, motherfucker Jones, one of my favorite characters. From, he he uh, might have been he might have been better in this one. Than he was oh yeah, in he was way better in this one. Fucking great. Uh, one one complaint that I would have to say is that. In the first movie, you had Colin Farrell and Kevin Spacey as the bad guys, and they were bad guys, but they were also funny at the same time. Whereas sure. I didn't feel I didn't feel like they gave enough funny bits to Christoph Waltz or Chris Pine. Well, Chris Pine, he just I don't buy him as a comedic actor. Like in anything he's ever tried to do comedy, and I'm just like, nah, don't buy it. You're supposed to be uh, you're supposed to be like in a car chase or something, right? With right. your fucking piercing blue eyes. But it, it did have, like, overall, I feel like, I almost feel like, because I went back and looked at some of those reviews after the movie, and was like, what is, what's their beef? Um, and I just, I feel like some of them didn't make it past the 10-minute mark. Because, <laughs> I will be honest, the first 10, 15 minutes, they're rough. Quite it's bad. Rough. It, yeah, it's really there's, bad. There's, there's actually, I think, two montages in that time. Yeah, it's it gets pretty montage and it's to, you know, fucking, uh, like, New music, Macklemore. Macklemore yeah, there's a the, Macklemore montage. Get, get the fuck out of my movie. Yo, this movie came out in 2014, and there's a Macklemore montage. Yeah. Let that sink in for a bit. <laughs> Overall, and of course we have Charlie Day, who's yeah. just oh. fucking amazing. He's so good. He's so good at playing that character, I think. Yeah, I, I, I think if I ever saw him as anything else, it would be weird. Like imagine just just for just for a moment, okay? Just imagine Charlie Day if they if they took out Will Smith out of the pursuit of happiness and put in Charlie Day. Yeah, it wouldn't work. <laughs> not not at all. I don't know why that's the movie that came to my mind, but very very serious role. Very serious role. Very serious. I don't know. Maybe if you gave Charlie Day a kid, it could work serious. Give him a kid. Uh, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't have kids around that man. Charlie work. Fucking Charlie work. This is overall thing is is like so much bashing of this movie. A lot of people really hate it, but honestly, 
honestly, this movie isn't for critics. It isn't for people like that. It's literally just for people who like the first movie. Pretty yeah. Like, if you, if you, it's it's definitely super funny. And yeah. I mean is, is, is it as good as the first movie? No. Yeah. But it's still but fucking I, good. This one might be funnier though. Yeah, it's got it's got more like subtle bits. There, there is times where I was actually just like, like rolling laughing. Yeah, fucking some really, really good bits in this movie. I, I hate Jennifer Aniston though. Oh yeah, I could do. She I, is no good. Oh, you know what else? You know what else I, I say about this movie? Hmm. Uh, more K space, please. I need so much more Kevin Spacey. Oh yeah, there's there's not enough in this one. That's for sure. One of my favorite parts, though, another really good bit from Jason Sudeikis is when they sit down at the phone, and he goes, and Bateman's got the phone, Charlie, and he goes, oh, what was the guy's name? He says his name, and he's like, guy who saved my life, guy who fucked my wife, and then Jason Sudeikis is like, it was, it was a blowjob. It was, it was a blowjob. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's fucking, like, that's golden stuff right there, right? And I think... I don't know. I think Charlie Day. I want to say they have good chemistry, but I don't want to include Jason Bateman in that. <laughs> like, like, well, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with him, man. He just—he was never great, but like at some points he was pulling it off, you know. <laughs> yeah, like at first he was pulling off until we all realized he's just doing the same thing over and over again. I think we talked about this before, but he's like he's like the Seinfeld, yeah, of the, of the group because like in. Uh, in Arrested Development, he wasn't good in that, but he was masked by all the other good shit going on in that show. Yeah. <laughs> it's totally true. Jason Bateman, I don't know why anybody would hire him for anything. He's, <laughs> he's always like he's always that tightly wound but somewhat loose-ended guy, you know what I mean? You know, who's mildly selfish but still cares about the people around him. Yeah, he's incredibly flat, and uh, I think people have realized that. I don't know. I did like the bit about uh, Jason Bateman sucking dick, though. Okay. That, was a good, that was a good Bateman sucking dick bit. Uh, oh, he said something. A lot of dick bits in this. A lot of dick bits. Uh, another really good bit. Another really good bit is when they're trying to decide uh, what they're gonna do if they have a threesome together. Puss face butt. Puss face butt. Puss face butt. Puss face butt. I'll take that to the grave. That was fantastic. Absolutely, absolutely. So I would say, like, overall, I know a lot of people, like, my, like my mom, her favorite movie was that, that summer was this Horrible Bosses movie, right? And she yeah. told me, she was like, I don't want to see the second one because I've heard it's terrible. Well, now, like, I want to say to people, yo, you like the first one? You will like the second one. Not as much, but it's still really good. Yeah, yeah. But for real, stop putting... Stop putting Macklemore in movies, please. <laughs> I, I don't like when I hear Macklemore. <laughs> like, I used to like it when it was, like, brand new, but now it's, like... The thing is, is, like, it seems like the mainstream believes that Macklemore has two songs. Yeah. Yeah, which sucks, because those aren't even his best work. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. It's a good album, but those are, like... I'll say that Thrift Shop song is easily the worst song on that album. <laughs> Thrift Shop is fucking trash, dude. It's it's a bad song. I don't mind I don't mind uh can't touch this or whatever. Can't hold us. Oh yeah. 
The one that the other, the other one that gets played most. I think that was the one in this movie, actually. Yeah, it was. I like that song, but it's just I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't, I can't I hear can't it ever again. <laughs> I thought the ending was a little flat in this movie, to be honest. I'm being honest here. Well, the the entire plot wasn't much. Yeah. Wasn't much. Uh, yeah, I agree. I agree with that. It's like this movie's. It's really all about the bits, right? Yeah, and I feel like a lot of what they did was improv too, since like the entire credits was a uh, was blooper reel, which I yeah. liked. Yeah, I thought the blooper reel was like one of the funniest bits. There was, <laughs> oh, what was it? Oh yeah, fucking Jason ba- ba- Jason Bateman goes, I smell dog shit, and Jason Sudeikis goes, That's your acting, and I'm like, Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the blooper reel is good. Yeah, I'm I'm sure. I mean, they're they're SNL guys, so I'm sure they're used to doing a bit of improv. So yeah. Yeah, it's it's all about the bits and the and the blooper reel. I like that they have the blooper reel. But one thing I didn't like about the blooper reel is that like the Christoph Waltz blooper, where he goes to open the back door of the car and it doesn't open, and someone from the eye behind the camera goes, "That's your credit blooper," and it's like, dude, be cool. Like, <laughs> hey, dumb nerd, working the blooper. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Oh, so overall, um, I would have liked to have more Jamie Foxx, more Kevin Spacey, and definitely more Christoph Waltz. Uh, but I mean, cause like in the four main characters we got, we got Sudeikis and Charlie Day, and they're being fucking hilarious, and then Bateman and Pine, and they're not doing their job very well. But uh, as far as acting goes, yeah, I would have liked to seen some more I Jamie Foxx. I hate Chris Pine. He's just not. He's just not a great comedy actor. I think that's the problem. He did, yeah, I agree with you on the fact that he just. He didn't sell me on it, you know? Yeah. It was just kind of strange. Old handsome Chris. Yeah, old handsome Chris. There's a lot of handsome dudes named Chris in Hollywood. Chris Pine is one of them. That's true. Also, I liked his emo flip, though. That was that was something I'd never seen before. Oh, yeah, that's classic stuff. Classic stuff. Overall, I would say, I wouldn't say 100% fuck yes, maybe like an 80% fuck yes. Yeah, it seems about right. 85% fuck yes. Yeah. I I would I would say see this movie. Fuck what the critics say. This movie's this movie's fucking hilarious. Uh yeah, if you if you saw the first one, just fucking watch this movie. you don't have to go see it in the theater, but you know. Yeah, wait it, wait for it. It's it's a it's a DVD movie. When it comes out on your old Redbox or Netflix or whatever you or you kids do, Internet Pirates Space or whatever you kids do. Redbox. Yeah, Redbox. It's insane. Yeah, I feel like I feel like this is gonna come to Netflix <laughs> same day it comes to DVD. It it just feels like that, you know what I mean? Could be, could be. All y'all right, so kids, y'all kids playing with the red boxes? <laughs> They're in safe ways. Renting fucking cheap knockoff animated films, like the legendary Puss in Boots. I've heard it's gotten better. <laughs> the red box? Yeah. They actually house some quality. Yeah, apparently, and uh, they also they also have video games in there now, so. I only ever rented two things from Redbox. Hmm. Uh, Mystery Team, which is fantastic. I love Mystery Team. Fucking Mystery Team, so good. And Dead Snow. Dead Snow was in there? Yeah, Dead Snow. That was the only place it was, too. That was my fucking blockbuster. I bet you Tusk is in there. Oh, I bet you it is, too. That's a a Redbox movie for sure. That seems like a Redbox film. (laughs) So you want to move on? Yeah, yeah, I think we've said pretty much everything we can about Horrible Bosses 2. It's really fucking funny. 
Uh, let's get to our top five raunchy films. And he just came up with this. I don't know what it means. Do you know what it means? Uh, I, mean, I like comedies that can like, talk about banging like, and get some like, violence. I don't know. Like crude sex comedy, sort of? Oh, if it's crude sex comedy. Some of these might fit and might not fit, but... Uh, I mean, it's more like it's more like a bro, like a bro comedy. Yeah, like a bromedy. That's okay. I got a lot of Seth Rogen on here, so yeah. I think I think I think we're gonna be all right. Why don't, why don't you start us off with your number five raunchy comedy? Uh, my number five uh, came out a couple years ago. This is Twenty Two Jump Street. Twenty Two Jump Street, the second one. Uh, Twenty One. No, Twenty One. Yeah, I'll go Twenty One. I watched um, Twenty Two Jump Street two nights ago. That's a good movie. Good movie. Real. Real fucking good movie. Right? I can't. I can't. I can't stop thinking about that Ice Cube joke when uh, when he bangs his daughter and then t- t- Channing Tatum like dances around the cube for like 15 minutes of the no movie. No way! <laughs> I just can't stop thinking about that. That's one of the funniest scenes I've ever. It's such. A, it's such a good bit. No, but I like the first one. Uh, it's got it's a lot gonna... of. It's, it's got a lot of interesting things going on in there. Well, the first one was, like, the original, right? The second one's good, but you see a lot of the same stuff. On purpose, self-referential, but... Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Also, Nick Offerman is in the, both yeah. those films. And he's, no, he's you, like, the first time I saw it, uh, you, you know what, the, like, towards the beginning, when they Didn't catch you? their first perp, and they're, like, they're like dry-humping them? Yeah. <laughs> I just, I was laughing so hard at that, I actually had to leave the theater. Didn't, didn't, didn't we see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you went to piss. <laughs> I was laughing, dude. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a that's a fucking fantastic film. Absolutely fantastic film. I totally agree with that. So my number five uh, is is very sex oriented. In fact, it's right there in the title. My number five is called The Forty Year Old Virgin. Oh Sorry, yeah, that's a great movie. I really yeah, forgot about that one. The thing the thing about Forty Year Old Virgin is that it's like, yo, you're a comedy? For sure don't be two hours and 40 minutes. But I still <laughs> yeah, like so every long. minute. Like, it's really fucking long, but it's so goddamn good. There's funny bits throughout. The sex jokes are all on point. There's some nudity for all you pervs out there. Oh, nudies. Nudies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and D- fucking... DM me your nudies. This, this is like... This Seth Rogen was actually in... Um, Got Steve Carell. Who else? Paul Rudd was in it. One of his first oh, as well. Adore Paul Rudd. And I feel like there's more. This was before Jane Lynch did that that singing show and ruined her career. But yep, yep, yep. Fuck her that's, now. That's cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She was funny in this movie, but for sure, fuck her now. Well, she was also good in uh, uh, the one with uh, Paul Rudd where he's larping. Oh, role models. Yeah, she is yeah. good in that. And then after that, it that's, just that's went fucking, downhill. That's a fucking good movie, that that Role Models. I like that movie. I almost feel like that should be on my list, but... Yeah, it's not on my list either, but I do I do like it. It's not as good as some of these. What's your What's your number four? My number four, uh, I like this movie a lot. Uh, I don't know if it really does count as a raunchy movie. I had to ask you about it earlier, but this is Zoolander. Yeah, yeah, it's a fucking... Uh, you know, who gives a shit? We make our own rules. Yeah, who gives a shit? <clears throat> who gives who gives a fuck? Also, I believe I believe <laughs> the there's a scene... the computer is one of like the most quotable things of all time. The, there isn't there a scene where Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson like like double raw dog a girl? Oh, That's right. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, they, they both bang that girl. Counts, counts. Yeah. 
Neck that girl. I don't remember what her name is, but she's married to Ben Still. Oh, the old Ben Still. That's why she's also in Dodgeball. She just, you know, oh, she's in Dodgeball. There's a movie I saw once. <laughs> this movie I saw once and will not see again. <laughs> it is unlikely I'll ever see that movie again. There's one really good Lance bit. Lance Armstrong's in that shit. There's one really good bit in Dodgeball. It's like uh, Ben Stiller is threatening Vince Vaughn at this event, and then he turns around and he bumps into this kid with fucking popcorn, <laughs> and he smacks the popcorn out of his hand and just goes, what the hell? And that, like, that's the only good bit. <laughs> fucking dodgeball. If you can dodge a ball, you can dodge a wrench or whatever the fuck. Yeah, it's, it's a garbage film. It's, it's a garbage film. And they were trying to pass it off as... Yeah, I have big beef with that movie. I just, hold on, I'm just going to go on a small tangent here real quick. Okay. Is it, they fucking say that that movie takes place in like 1990 something, 1992 or something, but then when they made like a fuck up, they fucked up. When the there's a Did part at the beginning where he, get, where he gets a call about porno, like pornographic movies that are overdue, and then on the last one they just threw in a chick flick, right? They said Mona Lisa smile. Yo, dog, that movie didn't come out till like, 02. Don't mm-hmm. base your movie in the early 90s if you're going to make references to stuff that came out in 02. Yeah, that's... They're fucked up. Get some continuity in there, you fucking hacks. All right, so my number four uh, was your number five. 21 Jump Street, Channing Tatum. Yeah. Uh, Judy Hill. Yeah. Fucking... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking wonderful film what's your number three my number three is some Ron Burgundy action with Anchorman yeah alright I'll take it I'll take it some good Will Ferrell stuff yeah it's this is it. best this work. Is definitely definitely Will Ferrell's best work frat dudes uh, love this movie oh fuck look I went to broadcast school you, like everybody there just digs this movie wait yeah, when I was living in like um, these these dope ass dorms that were like townhouses across the street, in the townhouse where this bro house lived, they had a poster of Anchorman up on the wall. They had an open clothes sign for parties, and then they had a framed picture of one of them shotgunning. It was the most classic <laughs> bro house I've ever seen. <laughs> a framed picture? How hard must they have laughed when they took that to the framing store? I don't know. I, I don't know, but it, like it's fantastic. You know that they're like, yeah, we'll get that framed, and then they it's, went into. If the you look like when you look through the window, you see the framed picture of the dude <laughs> shotgunning. I like the 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 Anchorman photo is a little hard to see because it's on the other wall. You have to like look back when you're walking by. That's incredible. You know when they took that in, they t- they were like, yeah, we'll get this framed. They took it to the back and went, dude, you gotta come fucking see this. Look at <laughs> look at this shit. Look what they like, want to frame. It's like a These dude. Fucking douchebags. Yeah, he's like. He's got his fucking no sleeves, and he's shotgunning a beer. It's a giant photo in a frame. It's fantastic. That is incredible. That is three? incredible. Is it like iPhone quality? No, it was it was good quality. I don't. Uh-huh. They must have taken it with like an actual camera. So. All right. So your number three was Anchorman, right? Definitely yeah. a good film. Uh, this is another one of those movies where a lot of people got their you know their film debut here. We got sure. we got fucking Paul Rudd again. Uh, yeah. Steve Carell playing Steve a minor Carell. role. Steve Carell. This yeah. Before he was, you know, mad famous. Yep. Um, other people. Oh yeah, that one guy, Rob Corddry. But oh, oh. Man, I, no, I like Rob Corddry. <laughs> I hate Rob Corddry. I can't. I can't do Corddry. I don't know what it is. He's just. Like, he's like Rebel Wilson. Yeah. In me. I just. I can't do him. <laughs> he's never been in anything good, but the stuff that he's been in, he's been pretty funny. In. 
he's I mean like I, I've never I would never say that I've never laughed at something he said. He was in Thank You for Smoking, I think. <laughs> Maybe I don't I don't know. I'm yeah, that's a, that's a good film. Anyway, um, but Children's have you ever seen Children's Hospital? No. Oh man, that's some great that's some great cordry. Children's Hospital. I wrote it on my arm. Okay, so my number three. It's a little little Seth Rogen flick. If you couldn't tell, a lot of people hate on Seth Rogen, but I actually actually think he's fucking hilarious. I adore Seth Rogen. Yeah. We'll, we'll get a little bit into Seth Rogen at the end when we he's do a Chadley Ranks. He's a Canadian brother. He's a Canadian brother. From from British Columbia, eight hours from where I am right now. But um, one love. One love for one Seth Rogen. I love Seth Rogen. This movie, I'm going to... This movie, as much as I, I hate... The person who played the second main character, I love this movie. It's called Knocked Up. Oh, uh, Knocked Up ski. Seth Rogen is really good. Katherine Heigl should not be in movies. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> should not, should not be in films. But then we got uh, Paul Rudd, who's fucking hilarious. Jay Baruchel, Jonah Hill. Oh, I love um, me some Jay. Jason Segel, fucking all very funny actors. Yeah, that's that. That had a crazy good cast aside from. Yeah, absolutely, and it's and it's just really fucking funny. There's lots of good bits. This is another one of those ones that's like, yo, your movie doesn't need to be like your comedy film doesn't need to be two hours twenty minutes. Yeah, too long, Mr. Apatow. Yeah, bring it down. Yeah, both those films are the ones that Judd Apatow directed, and then he directed two of the most garbage films I've ever seen in my life. And those uh, were also fucking three hours long. Yeah, Funny People, Funny People, which was like even longer. I think it was above three hours. Really. I maybe it's fucking really long. It's got like six acts. I know. Uh, I know. Uh, Life after forty is like two forty-five, and that is it really. I didn't make it past. I didn't so make it past an hour. Long. I didn't make it. Make it okay. This is forty. Let's take a look. This is forty. Is wow. Holy shit. Two hours fifteen minutes. My god, that is really long. And then funny people is oh my god. It is two hours and. 35 minutes. <laughs> That's too long. I'm going to barf. 90-minute comedies. Come on. <laughs> Two and a half hours of Adam Sandler? I'll accept. I'll no, accept thank you. see if Bill Murray's in it. Yeah. That's the only way. That being said, I do love Knocked Up. There's a lot of really good bits about trying to find boobs and bush. In, in <laughs> yeah, that's, that's classic stuff. <laughs> that's fucking amazing stuff. So, yeah, that's why I really like Knocked Up. Knocked Up's classic. Haven't seen it in a long time, but I, I remember enjoying it. Mm-hmm. My shit. number two. This movie fucking defined a generation. This is super bad, baby. Super bad, baby! I'm going to tell you right now. I'm just, just to get it out of the, get out of the air. Super bad's my number one. God super bless bad. you. Super bad is my number one. It really does. It does define a generation. It's a great film. Yeah, yeah. Uh,. I'd venture to guess it's the only good thing Michael Sarah's ever done. <laughs> I, I like I like Youth and Revolt. Oh yeah, Youth and Revolt was pretty Youth, good. Youth and Revolt's pretty good. Scott Pilgrim has moments. Yeah, I mean, but I don't like him in that though. Yeah, I don't like him in that movie. I just like that movie. You know what I mean? I, I'm an Edgar Wright fan though, so. Like Edgar Wright does some does some fucking good work. Although I didn't like it, World's End. Oh, I liked it. I thought I thought it wasn't as good as the first two, for sure. Yeah, like, it's not as good as the first two, but I didn't hate it. Hot Fuzz, though. Hot yeah. Fuzz, like, Hot let's, fuzz let's just be in agreement. Hot Fuzz is a fucking masterpiece. That's an amazing film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I enjoy Hot Fuzz. 
I'm actually sad I didn't put that on my list now. But uh, yeah, so well, when we do British, two, when we do British comedies, you can. Yeah, we'll do we'll do British comedies because I do I do like me some British comedies. Yeah, me too. So yeah, super bad. I don't know. Yeah, Jonah Hill. You know, Jonah Hill was like 24 when he did that movie. Really? Yeah. How old was he in like Accepted or whatever? He, I don't, I don't think that was him. I think it was someone else. No, no, that was him. That's for Are you sure. sure? Are sure. you sure he was unaccepted? For I sure. thought that that was that other bad look. Oh, yeah, no, it totally is. It was not Josh Gad. Yeah, that's who I thought. That's who I thought it was. But, yeah, it totally is him. He must have been really young. Because that was, that was, I feel like that was at least a couple years before Superbad. He must have been 22. Because he did this movie in 2006, which was eight years ago. Jesus. Okay. Jesus, man, eight years ago. And right now he's he's thirty he's thirty one. <laughs> <Jesus Christ. laughs> thirty one minus eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Ooh, he was twenty three. Hand math. Yeah, hand math. He was twenty three <laughs> when he did uh when he did that and then one year later Superbad came out. Okay. I think Michael Sarah was like nineteen or something, but he was already famous from arrested development for being Right, right. Okay. That makes sense. But, I think that the the other kid was like sixteen or something. What's that guy's name? Chris Chris Christopher Christopher Mintz Plass. Yeah. Mintz Plass. Mintz Plass fucks in that movie. I'm glad he hasn't been in too much since. <laughs> yeah, he's terrible. Well, I mean, I liked him in Superbad, but I feel I like, like if I I feel like if he overdoes it the way that Michael Sarah does, I'm just I gonna start. I didn't think him. he was. I didn't think he was too great in Kick Ass or the sequel. Yeah, not really. He played like a caricature. I didn't. I. I mean, I think he gave her in role models, and I thought he was funny in that. Oh yeah, role models. He was. He was good in role models. My favorite bits is when fucking Sean William Scott is telling him about Sean all William like Scott, the Eagles, right? the Eagles, with their talons having sex before they hit the ground, and he just goes, "Why are you telling me this? Why wouldn't I tell you this?" Fucking Man, role models is fucking good. Now, now the more I think about it, the more <laughs> I like that movie. Uh, okay, so my number two. Moving on, another Seth Rogen joint. Uh, I want you. I want you to know that because Rogaine. because this is my fourth Seth Rogen film. Four of the five Seth uh, of the movies on my list have Seth Rogen in them. Mm-hmm. I do love me some Seth Rogen. This is called Pineapple Express. Oh yeah, James Pineapple Franco. Express rules. It's it's real fucking good. There's some really good bits. One of my favorite bits is when he throws up in his printer. He's like, oh sick, is that still gonna work? Like, fucking amazing stuff. Yeah. And when, when they're trying to hitchhike and he puts his hand in his pants, he's like, it's like my thumb is my cack. <laughs> so good. Super so bad. Is fucking, or, uh, Pineapple Express is fucking amazing. Man. So good. The, it is my cat's birthday today. I make him his favorite dessert every birthday. There's that part um, with like the black cop when she's yelling at them. Yeah. And like that's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Like the first time I, I, someone was watching that movie, and I walked in, and that part happened, and I'm like, "Fucking restart this movie right now." <laughs> this is something I'm interested in. That's yeah. amazing. And did they? They sure did. Oh fuck yeah! I, I go watch that movie twice in a row. It's real fucking. Because yeah, that's that's pretty close to the end, so they're like, "Yeah, fuck it." Yeah. Why? Well, yeah. Why? Well, why not? Right. <laughs> I like Bill Hader in that movie too. When oh, they're yeah, Bill Hader's him, amazing. When they when they're asking him questions and he just like stops him and it's like it's so fucking funny. Bill Hader's great, man. I I I don't like when he does like 
dramas, though. Yeah, I haven't seen the Skeleton Twins. I heard it's kind of whack. It's not very good. Another movie that we didn't mention that fucking Bill Hader's real funny in is uh, Adventureland. With, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. It's that kid well, who looks like Andy. He, Sandler, he is. He it? is kind of funny in uh, Skeleton Twins just because he's he plays like uh, uh, Kristen Wiig's gay brother. So he's always <laughs> he like rolls in drunk one night and she's like with his husband and uh, her husband doesn't know he's gay and he's like he's just like yeah he's like I went out to the bar to get some dick <laughs> some dick that's fucking good that's yeah, so fucking good it's pretty funny but that's the only part I enjoyed about that movie okay so everybody already knows my number one is super bad what is your number one whatever it is I'm gonna go fuck how did I forget that my number one this is like. Not even just raunchy comedy. This is just one of my favorite comedies of all time. This is Paul Rudd and I Love You, Man. Slap at the best. Oh, that is a fucking gooder. I don't know if I put on my top five, but I do I do appreciate that we're mentioning this film. Oh, yeah. There's some good Rush action in it, which I, I adore Rush, so that's kind of like half the battle one right there. I like this movie because Jason Segel before, hadn't played a character like that before he did this movie. Yeah, yeah. He was great. He was great in this movie. Yeah. Everything about that movie is, is actually really good. There's a lot of really good comedies. One that I think gets shit sure. on a lot. One that I think I get shit on a lot is Our Idiot Brother with Zoe Deschanel and Paul Rudd. Oh, yeah. I don't mind that one. Yeah, I think I think it's fucking funny. Like, when he sells weed to the cop and then they're like, you're under arrest. He goes, uh, T.J. Miller was amazing in that movie. I fucking love T.J. Miller, too. He's great. Yeah. At the end when they're like selling candles. Oh fuck. That movie's pretty funny. I have it on DVD actually, which is it was actually it might have been the last movie I actually bought on DVD. Cause then after that it was Blu-rays. Yeah, I haven't I haven't bought a DVD in a while, actually, now I'm thinking about it. Yeah, me neither. I think the last DVD I bought was Dragon Ball Evolution. And oh, I think sold, mm, I think I've mm. sold it since then. Sold it to who? The pawn shop? Probably. Or someone <laughs> on the street just wanted it. <laughs> Also possible, but I don't, I don't understand how anybody would want that. Great stuff. Great, great <laughs> list here. Good list. Uh, if you got anything out of this, see Super Bad. Yeah, Super Bad's good. MP Express, man. Pineapple Express is so good. Just watch those Seth Rogen movies, man. <laughs> Seth Rogen is funnier than people give him credit for. Yeah, I don't, I don't want people ever shit on him, man. He's good. Yeah, he does get shit on a lot. Although that being said, observant report. Could do without. But, that one wasn't too good. <laughs> but but the rest of his fucking the rest of his filmography, it's really great. Now let's get to our 007 movie of the week. We should get like a soundboard so every time we mention 007, it just goes dan dan dan, some something like that. Well, a little too late, a little too late for that idea, but. <laughs> <laughs> can we can we can we get a soundboard? <laughs> Hey, let me, hold on, let me... Boys, bring in the soundboard. <laughs> okay, so... They, we're, we've been watching through the James Bond films, and we have just... We have just exited out of the Roger Moore films, and we're oh. now in to Timothy Dalton. Let me, let me oh, tell you right. about... Let me tell you something about Timothy Dalton. Yeah? Not a bad Bond? No. Certainly, no. certainly not a good one, either. No, I agree with you. He's kind of the middle-of-the-road guy. Um, but these two... These two T. Dalt movies. Fuck, they were good. They they were pretty good, right? <laughs> yeah. I definitely like oh, Timothy Dalton. Okay, just imagine these two screenplays with Roger Moore or Clo- or um, our boy 
Sean Connery. Could you imagine that? I, w- I would have loved to see Roger Moore in these roles. Like, honestly, I really would have. Um, what I do like about these Timothy Dalton movies is that there seems to be a lot more Q in these movies than there was in past <laughs> yeah. films. Because they, they knew, they knew T. T. Dalton couldn't like, hold it down on his own, so they're like, supporting cast, boost him up. Somebody, somebody get Lou, Lou Ellen in there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, these movies, they didn't really have that many famous people, although... We'll get to we'll get to that on next week's episode when we talk about License to Kill. There were there was a couple of famous people randomly in License to Kill, but let's talk about the Living Daylights. Sure. So it starts off with uh, some really good some good chimp work. Oh yeah, yeah. When they're on the island, there's some fucking ox- excellent chimp work, and and I feel like I really like this movie, but it had it had a very obvious problem, and that problem is is that the action was so fucking good. Like, the action scenes were so great in this movie, but they just didn't happen enough. Sure. There was a lot, there was a lot of talking bits. A lot of talking bits. And, and of course, of course, there's some fuck bits. Let's take a look how many... I, I've, ri- I've written it down. I've got how many fucks. Coming right out of the gates, great theme song. Oh, yeah. Well, who was it? Well, that was... Aha? Yeah. Great fucking theme song. Fucking amazing theme song. <laughs> uh, I, was, I was, like, I was cooking dinner was, as I was watching this. And, like, the aha comes on, and I'm just, like, doing the cook and dance and shit. It's great. <laughs> I feel like it was a really good song. Would I say that it was good for a Bond movie? I don't know, though, you know? You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, it was, maybe it's not. It's a really good, really good song. I don't know. I liked it. I liked it. It didn't really, it didn't really fit James Bond. That being said, like I said... I don't said, know. I, I feel like it brought us into, like, the 80s Bond shit. Yeah, but this is 1987 now, right? <laughs> We've been sure. in the '80s for the past for the past four movies. I know, but like, it's the thing though. Like, the first five years of the '80s still feels like the '70s, right? This, <laughs> the first right. five years of the '90s still feels like the '80s. Like, you understand what I'm saying here? Yeah. One thing right off the the bat that I noticed too is that, like I said, uh, the action was fucking amazing. There wasn't enough of it, but they were padding it. They were padding all the action with this stupid romance plot between James Bond and the sniper lady. Yeah, the fucking cellist. And it was like, okay, we do we gotta do that? Do we like do we gotta have so much of this romance shit? Like Bond usually fucks by now. What's he like what is he doing? <laughs> yeah, why is he playing the long con? Why is he yeah. just <laughs> And then um we got some I really did, good I did like the locations on this one. Oh um, yeah, absolutely. We had we were in where were we? Austria, Russia. Yeah, yeah. Did some Russia work and then uh, I think we ended up in Afghanistan. I haven't seen I that did. yet. Oh yeah, yeah. That was weird. One thing that I don't know. This is gonna sound really strange, but I don't like watching movies in like that have take place in the desert. I don't know. There's something just about the desert that's just so dr- dusty and dry, and just looking I at do, it. I do yeah. like Afghanistan though, because because they have that mountain range at the edge of the desert. That's yeah. that's something that Afghanistan has. Like, <laughs> there's not a lot of movies that are filmed there, and even less now. But when they were filming movies there, you always knew it was Afghanistan because they had that mountain range. One thing like, I really liked about desert mountain range. One thing I really liked about this movie. Gadget heavy, like it was. Oh, long yeah. gadget the, this is the one that had the boombox uh, gun, right? Ghetto blaster, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking! I was laughing so fucking hard at that shit. This was also the first movie to show, you know, to show 
MI6, really. Sure. Before, before we had just sort of seen M's office. Yeah. But yeah. here we got a glimpse at MI6 and what's, what's really going down in Q Division. Uh, he had that fucking amazing car that would cut ice. Oh, and yeah, that was great. It, like, it had, like, a million different functions. Yeah, that was had, incredible. Like... <laughs> well, it wasn't it wasn't the car that cut ice. It was that his tire exploded, and then like the rim he used to yeah. cut the ice, and then he put like the outrigger uh, like skis on the side. <laughs> oh, that was good stuff. And then they went back to their the awesome the awesome Bond trope of fucking fucking around with skiing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Lots of skiing in these Bond films. Overall, I thought this one was. Was really good. There That's was. I, mean. I I hope the new James Bond has some fucking skiing. So we haven't seen Daniel Craig on skis, to my knowledge. Uh, well, we should. We should be seeing Daniel Craig on yeah, skis. Yeah, yeah, That's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, another thing that I really liked though is that he fucked at the in a Ferris wheel. That was oh, yeah, a good. That's good. That was a, that was a really good fuck bit. Locale, locale, baby. This movie was also double crossing heavy. There was lots of double crossing going down. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a little too Russian heavy for my likes. Um, I think, and I think they, I think they stay like that for a while. They do, they do. This was a, this was a tough time for old America and Russia. So, and, but I think, I think it stays pretty Russia heavy throughout the Brosnan films as well. I could be wrong on that though. Well, there, there definitely is, there definitely is a lot of Russia work coming up. But it was, it was, there's always been Russia in these movies. Like, let's not, let's not kid ourselves. But just recently, it's more like. A lot, a lot of Russian stuff. One thing about this movie that I didn't quite like is that I thought sometimes his objective and what he was actually supposed to be doing seemed unclear because it was constantly changing. Like he was constantly changing his mind or somebody was calling him and telling, oh, this is not what you have to do. Like, because at the end it was all about getting rid of that opium, but like eight minutes before he got rid of that opium, he didn't even know that opium was there. You know, like, it was a brand new thing. Yeah, they definitely were bouncing around a lot. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, there's always, like, the, the Puchkin objective. Figure out what he was doing. And then after that, it kind of got weird. Another another thing that, that kind of irked me is that at the end, we have, you know, this big awesome action scene in Afghanistan. Sure. And, it was uh, great, you know, by the way. It was fantastic. Yeah, he finds uh, it. It was it was very good, including the bridge collapsing bit. That's fucking awesome. But he finds a pl- the plane that they're putting all the opium on, and he plants a bomb on there. Mm-hmm. And then they start shooting at him. So he's like, "Better get on the plane that I planted the bomb on and start driving it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe not the best choice. Maybe I, I, not the best choice. I mean, he had to get away, right? Or else yeah. he would die. So, uh, you know. I guess I guess he had a plan where he would jump out of the plane later in a jeep. I guess. <laughs> I guess that that must have been his plan, but I don't know. The end the end kind of got fucked up a little bit, but it was really good. And the final scene, the final fight uh, between him and Whitaker, where they're fucking fighting in like that you know like that museum type thing that he has. Yeah, Whitaker like, was pretty good. That was that was amazing. That was amazing. Brad Brad Whitaker as a, as a Bond film as a Bond villain. Not my favorite. Not my favorite. Nah. It's okay, uh, though. It's okay. Yeah. I'm trying to remember who it was, but there was a famous guy in this movie who was really good. I'm trying to remember who it was. It was the guy... Oh, shit. What's his name? Uh, Do I have it written down here somewhere? It was the fucking guy 
he's in Indiana Jones, and he plays like Indiana Jones' friend, and he plays like the the prime minister, and he gets he's the one who fakes his own death by putting yeah. black packs on. That guy was really good. Yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. I don't, I can't uh, find his name offhand here, but overall, I'd say this movie had, you know, a couple of issues. Sure. Um, I, I really liked. I was reading the, uh, I was reading the plot summary on uh, Wikipedia here, just so I didn't miss anything. And uh, <laughs> there's a really great line at the end. You know how uh, he goes to her, he goes to her uh, cello performance at the end or whatever. Mm-hmm. It says, uh, after her performance, Bond surprises her in her dressing room, and they rom- they romantically share their mutual success together. <laughs> that's, that's in the oh, plot Okay, somewhere. Wikipedia. <laughs> why don't you why don't you just say so Yo, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> James Bond and the girl fucked. The fucking the Yeah, fuck. he only fucked two women in this movie, one of which was in the intro, and it only hinted that he fucked her. So real low on the fuck scale. Real low on the fuck scale. Do you think that was in T. Dalt's contract? He's like, I want to be low on the fuck scale so it doesn't bother my wife or something. Well, Timothy Dalton's James Bond feels a little bit grittier, you know? It feels... Because he, he's a bit more intense than Roger Moore. He's not as yeah. Less cheese. Anymore. Less cheese, that's for sure. And less jokes, really. Like, less jokes. Q is like... Q is the only person running the joke game on the... On the oh, movies. sure. He's the comedic relief, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. But before, I felt like Sean Connery and Roger Moore were both serious. Oh, yeah. They were, bringing, they were bringing mad jokes. That's for sure. They, they were bringing the heat. And that's, and that's one thing I don't like about Daniel Craig is that, you know, he doesn't really bring that many jokes. And when they do, they're kind of snarky. And you're just sort of like, ah, okay. I, T. Dalt's certainly not as charming as the other yeah. guys. And I, I, I'm with... Like, Daniel Craig isn't charming, really. He's, he's just fucking a good actor. But. He's intense. He's intense. That's how I would describe the the uh, Daniel Craig Bond as being very intense. He looks like... Timothy Dalton looks like a rat fink. <laughs> okay. he, he looks like fucking sure. Randall from Recess. Why does his face look like that? And who decided to hire him to be the most handsome man ever? Bad choice. So, okay. So if we're rank if we're given like the James Bond's like a little title, I would say Roger Moore's the charming one. Uh uh Sean Connery's the fucking one. <laughs> <laughs> what would you give Tom or Timothy Dalton here? I'd say I'd say he's the gritty one. Gritty, gritty one. Okay. Pierce right. Brosnan is how would you describe Pierce Brosnan? I guess he's a bit more cheesy. You know? He's, yeah, he's he's definitely the action hero one. Yeah. And then we got and then we got intense bond. Yeah. yeah. I think I think we figured it out. T T Dalton does have this gritty James Bond, not as charming, and it's still fun to watch, but it's not as fun to watch. I really liked I think I really liked the, the, the screenplays of these ones. They just they, they started fucked. and ended. They started and ended, and that's some of these some of these Bond movies. They start, and then they <laughs> and then trail they... off, and then eventually <laughs> they end. We we lose track of them eventually, and then we're like, oh, okay, near the end. Yeah, I understood. Like what I liked about these uh, this Living Daylights movie is that I did understand what was going on from the second it started, from the second that it ended. There was never a point where I was like, what the fuck is going on? That being said. <laughs> They did change his objective a lot, and that was constantly changing, and that was mildly confusing. But most of the time, 
they, you know, I feel like they explained it well enough. In in some of the older bonds, they'd be like, they'd tell them to do something, and I'd be looking away or something, and it was just like a quick line of exposition, and I didn't hear it, and I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is he doing now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Overall, I would say I would say quality ninety five percent. Fuck yes on the living yeah, daylight. This one's pretty good. I like this one. Yeah, absolutely. So James Bond film of the week, Living Daylights, definitely a seer. T. T Dalton is. T. Dalton is better right. than Lazenby. He's all right. He's all right. He's better. He's better than Lazenby. Oh yeah, he's he's better than that fucking lanky ass fucking gross James Bond. <laughs> yeah. I like how we just we we tote back to On Her Majesty's Secret Service so much, just because it's like <laughs> the fucking Lazenby? token token oh, garbage fuck. film. <laughs> it's not even that bad of a movie. I just hate George Lazenby. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's it's. Remember when they curled? It's pretty yeah, that, No, that was great. I love that. <laughs> With his legs all over the place because he looks like a giant spider bond. The fucking jolly green giant. Jolly green spider man bond. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> fuck you. All right, so that's our uh, that's our James Bond film of the week. Let's talk about. Let's talk about Ben Affleck's witch finger. Did you catch it? Oh, I did catch it. I catch yeah, it. Yeah, you. I didn't catch it. You didn't catch it. I didn't catch it's it. It's real subtle. It's towards the end when he gets in the shower with her. Oh. Just the corner of his finger. Just the corner of his finger. <laughs> I'll have to go back and look for that. It's meaty. It's meaty. It's definitely meaty. I feel like I feel like Ben Affleck's got a pretty big witch finger. Yeah, yeah. That's got... that's yeah. That's one of the things that happens in this movie. You get to see Ben Affleck's witch finger for a split second. We have not mentioned the title of this film. The t- film we're talking about is Gone Girl. This is Gone Girl. Starring Ben Affleck. Benji Affleck. Benjamin Affleck. Gotta say, I like this movie a lot. It's a pretty good movie. Pretty it's good movie. pretty good. Uh, apparently well, my grandma saw this and she did not like it very much. <laughs> my parents saw it too and they weren't they weren't super keen on it. I have there is a few problems I have with this film. And this I've seen this in, in past films before, and it annoys the piss out of me. I fucking hate when two pe- when they have a people a, a person like a person meeting a person like and mm-hmm. you can tell that they're going to be romantically involved and they're both quirky and they both fucking start talking like they're Sherlock Holmes and they do like really fast bits back and forth yo you know what i'm talking about <laughs> yeah yeah i yeah, i understand that but <laughs> fucking I, uh... stop putting that in movies nobody talks like that nobody flirts like that that's that's not how it is yeah uh, Affleck fucked pretty quickly. Pretty quickly, high five. <laughs> yeah, it, it it got off it got off the hook pretty quickly. He he fucks a lot in this movie too. Yeah, he sure is, does. It was pretty cool, and you see him fucking at some point. Like you see him, you see him fucking like a girl who's maybe like eighteen. It's pretty good. It's great stuff. She was smoking hot too. Oh yeah. Good stuff. Some good stuff. So basically, what this movie's about, uh, for the first thirty, it. you don't know what's going on. Ben Affleck's wife just kind of disappears on their anniversary, and you're like, oh, no, poor Ben Affleck, poor his wife. And then about 40 minutes in, you sort of find out, oh, wait, no, I don't care because Ben Affleck's a jizz bag and doesn't actually give a shit. And then about an hour and a half in, you're like, oh, wait, she's a jizz bag too. I hate everybody in this movie. Oh, yeah, it's the old uh, it's the old douchebag switcheroo, but they're yeah. still all douchebags. <laughs> At first I thought Ben Affleck was the douchebag. Then I thought his wife was the douchebag. And then I was like, wait, they're all douchebags. Here's the answer to that one. (laughs) Oh, whole sack of douchebags. 
Oh man. What I did like about this movie though is that it was it was like in the way that it was written, it was and the way that Ben Affleck performed. It was very honest about how somebody would react and how somebody's emotions would be, you know? Cuz like if your wife's missing, yeah, that sucks, but if there's a big group of people who are, you know, trying to help, you would be friendly to those people. You know, of course. Yeah. And there, were, there was a lot of good stuff like that in this movie. Like, uh, definitely some of the performances I felt were real strong. Real fucking yeah. strong. Ben Affleck, ben Affleck gets shit on a lot, but he was fucking good. He's good in this movie. And I've heard, like, the book is a little more concise with the story. Like, because it was a little bit all over the place in this. Yeah, it was. In this version, in this adaption. All right, yeah, I, I feel you on that one. But yeah, my, my mom read the book and she said that. They it was they were able to like explain what was going on a lot easier in the book than they did in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like it almost felt like this movie was rushed. Could be, or it's just you know you're trying to make like a you're trying to make a fucking thriller with twists in it. Yeah. But everybody knows the twist, so. But like as soon as you find out the twist. Like, the entire movie, I'm worrying about this guy's wife, and I'm like, I fucking want, like, I don't, okay, we find out he's a jizz bag, I want his wife to come back, and that's what's really concerning to me. But then as soon as you find out that she's a douchebag too, suddenly it's like, you had me. You had me for an hour and a half, and now I don't care about anything. <laughs> I could not finish this movie, I don't care. Well, that, I think that was the problem, was they, they, already made, they already made Ben Affleck's character a shithead. Mm-hmm. And then once you find out, it's really actually... More so the wife's fault. You're like, oh, well, now I don't like either of them. Who am I supposed to like? I guess his sister? Yeah, uh, Margot or Morgo or whatever. Mortgage. I don't care. Whatever her name is. But she And she was she was pretty good. She was pretty good. Um, Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, yeah, Neil Patrick's in this shit. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, he was... when, he, when I saw that he was in this, I was like, fucking finally. We're going to see him play something other than his, you know, uh, womanizing millionaire, lots of money type guy. And then about near the end of the movie, I was like, wait a minute. No, we're not. <laughs> but, like, he's doing that same bit, but without jokes. Yeah, yeah. It's it was, just, it's, it was serious. Uh, what's that character's name? Barney. Barney. Yeah, it was serious. Barney. serious Barney Stinson. That's all it was. It was just I, I don't like How I Met Your Mother. I think that show's fucking garbage. I like it. I don't love it the way some people do, but I like it. I don't know. It's got, it's got some good bits. Jason Neil Patrick Harris and Siegel are pretty good. The the guy who plays the main character, he's garbage. He is oh yeah, terrible. he's he's one of the worst actors I've ever seen. <laughs> also one of the worst. It also is the worst character ever created. He's he's oh, the dude. worst character ever created. I, I don't I don't know about that dude. All like fucking Sheldon from Big Bang Theory might be the worst character ever created. Oh yeah, you might be right on that. But, <laughs> but Ted Mosby is the flattest motherfucker on TV. That's for sure. Yeah, he's definitely he's definitely not interesting. He's definitely not interesting. One thing that confused me too is that like they went broke, right? And then they started dipping into her fund, like her her trust fund or whatever, and then they bought like a shizzy bar, and then they bought the biggest house in the world. Are you fucking stupid? So dumb. That's, big, that's houses, like my, big houses in movies. That, that's always bothered me. We'll talk about that when we get to the next episode. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oh, yeah. I, I know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. I don't even know how WWE afforded that, but we'll get to it. <laughs> but, yeah, like, as soon as you find out where she is and what she's actually doing, suddenly I didn't care about the characters anymore, and I didn't really care about the resolution either. Um, another thing, too... That being said, it's not a bad movie. Yeah, it's, like, it is a good movie. It's just... It's just got some things. One yeah, thing I will I, say about this movie... I don't movie, think it will... I don't think it's going to, like, win anything. I don't... I, I, it might be nominated, but I even doubt that. Yeah, but... One thing I, one thing I will say, though... Okay, yeah, yeah. Good movie. Good movie. This might be one of the worst endings I've ever seen in a movie. Like, holy fuck. Garbage. Wasn't great. Wasn't great. It was... Like it wasn't. It wasn't just wasn't great. It was fucking the worst. Like it was a really, really bad ending. Why? Like, don't start writing a movie and then just go. You know what? It's got like two twenty pages. Well, it's based off a book, man. They knew how it was gonna end. I know. But <laughs> then don't do that. Don't start writing a book and then halfway through just be like, Whew. yeah, that's good. So, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's not a it's not a fairy tale ending, Chadley. What are you what are you looking for? At least a little resolution. It like it ended literally with everything being shitty. Like everything was shitty in the beginning, and then it's like, okay, hopefully everything gets better. And then at the end, it's like, oh wow, it's even shittier. Nope, still shitty. Still, still shitty. Nothing, nothing of note happened in this movie. Nobody got in shit for what they did. Like nobody, like nobody's facing charges. Everybody's good. Also, another thing that's really weird. You know that part where she's covered in blood, and then they take her to the hospital, and then they release her back home? Mm-hmm. Uh, something tells me that before they release her from the hospital, they for sure wash all that blood off her. Like, why'd they send her home covered yeah, in blood? I would assume there might be a hose down. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. then, like, they, they wanted to work in ben, ben Affleck's witch finger, you know? <laughs> True that. True that. You're going to have to go back, man. I am. I definitely want to see it. I want to see the corner. But uh, overall, yeah, I'd say I'd say this is like a seventy-five, maybe eighty percent. Fuck yes. It's I I liked it. I I really liked it too. I just I and there was it. enough stuff happening all the time that like I, I kept me interesting. It's just there was some stuff that was weird about it, and then it just you know characters aren't very likable. But I guess that's the point. So whatever. I guess so. Well, do you have anything else you'd like to add? No, I think we're good. I think we're good. Can I go on? Can I go on a Chadley rant? Let's do a Chadley rant and finish this bitch up. Okay. I hope I hope this podcast doesn't get taken down because fuck you, Sony. You fucking pussies. Fucking okay. So for anybody who does not know what I'm talking about, a where have you been? B fucking Sony canceled the release of the interview. I I've already made it pretty clear. I love those Rogan Franco joints. Mm-hmm. I love those Rogan-Franco joints. I was so excited to see the interview, and just well, because I, some dudes were like, please don't show this, Sony was like, all right, we won't show it. That's, I think that's come out that that's not been the case, though. Yeah, I know. And and Sony has come out and said, eventually, they are going to release it, just not... And and they said they it, it eventually... Like, it wasn't Sony's fault. It turns out it's just so many theaters canceled it that they yeah. just decided to pull it. Yeah, but... Would it be easier to make no money or easier to make just a little bit? Like, if they had just released that when, when they said they would in the select theaters that would show the film. Sure, but I think they're going to use this as a marketing campaign now. As a publicity stunt. That's yes. Smart. 
And it's like, I don't know, I thought almost they thought they did it, but then I was like I was like maybe they did this just to sort of like push back the movie maybe it's they are, editing I mean, this is this movie's gonna come out it has to come out they they put enough money into it that it's going to come out so yeah 44, 44 M's man I mean that's not forty four that's, that's a lot of money but I mean, it's fucking peanuts to Sony I'm sure but they're still gonna want to make money off of it so whether it's released on DVD or it goes to theaters, it doesn't matter. They're gonna they're gonna have some sort of big release party for it. I guarantee it. Oh, good. And and the thing is, is that that is it is smart, right? Because everybody, when this comes out, everybody's gonna want to watch it. Dude, my my fucking uh, my fucking Armenian barber was talking about this shit when I was there yesterday. Because like, everybody like, knows. Uh, hey, this he's like, buddy, you hear about that uh, the Seth Rogen movie? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, man, that's pretty fucked up, hey. He's like, yeah, you should just, uh, just be allowed to play. It looks funny. Dude, I'm it does, I'm it does look I'm fucking funny. Like, it looks really fucking funny. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it's, I think it's bullshit, man. Like, I, I want to see it. Like, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Yeah, what is like, I don't if, know. If, if it there's, ever gets, there's something, there's something about North Korea that doesn't scare me too much. I don't know. They're just, they're so tiny. Crush them. Sure, they ha- they they may you know they may have a nuclear warhead, but they're also surrounded by people that hate them. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but overall, like when this movie comes out, if it comes out, like we got to do it on this show. Oh, Absolutely. of course we are. Of course we are. I'm not a, I'm not afraid of getting bombed by Kim Jong. All right. Is that even if they release it on DVD now, because of all this, I think it would make enough money in VOD sales. Sure. If they released it online, for like, you know, just like in online stores, I bet you that yeah, would explode. You throw you throw nineteen ninety nine down. I also want to I also do want to do another quick Chadley rants because I saw something yesterday um as unruly. All right. So I'm doing a little bit of Christmas shopping, right? Sure. Um, I'm, in, I'm in Walmart because you know it's where poor people do their Christmas shopping. Absolutely. And, and I walk by the front rack, and there it is. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> you want to know how much they're they're asking for the Blu-ray of that joint? How much? How much are they trying? To, how many shekels? Thirty-five. <laughs> wow. Thirty-five dollars for eighty minutes of sadness. I've never even heard of a movie being that expensive. Yeah, right. That's fucked up. It was thirty-four ninety-nine, and I walked by it, and I did a double take, and I was like, "Like that's a lot." Twenty-four. That's Maybe. about the standard. For a brand new Blu-ray, thirty-four. Nice. That's fucking unruly. <laughs> like there, there better be billions of hours of. Even for a good movie, that's too much. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't pay that much for Guardians of the Galaxy, which I fucking love. So that's that's my Chadley rants of the day. Sony, please put out this movie. I really want to see it. Yeah, absolutely. I will. Yeah, I will was, risk uh, my life. That was a good pod. That was a good pod. Yeah, it was a good pod. Of course, of course, our next episode is gonna be Christmas themed, and Christmas in the sp- episode, and the spi- and in the spirit of Christmas, we're gonna talk about Larry the Cable Guy. Oh, hell and yeah! All the, jingle all the way too. Tuski. And, oh, and Joel McHale and Robin Williams in a Merry Friggin' Christmas. Yeah. And uh, non non Christmas related, we're of course gonna bump out a James Bond film, which will be. License to Kill. You're gonna want to tune in for that one. I adore. I just want everybody to know I adore License to Kill. So yeah, you're gonna wanna you're gonna wanna check this out. This is Jeff.
All right, so uh, check out punchnerds.com or uh, just subscribe on YouTube and watch our videos. That's probably the best bet. And the iTunes. Oh, yeah, we're on iTunes. And Stitcher, Stitcher Smart Radio. <laughs>